Welcome back to another episode of Husky Talk. Sadly, this is our last episode of the season. We just want to give all the classrooms out there a huge shout out to you all for persevering through this extremely challenging year. This episode, we will be talking with my Diderot finisher who has persevered through quite a bit in her life. She also has received the Red Lantern Award in 2015 and 2017, which is a symbol of perseverance. Please welcome to the show, Sydney Abbott. Hello, Sydney. How are you doing today? I am doing okay. I'm sitting down, deep breathing, trying to relax. Uh, can you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and how you got into mushing? Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's sort of easy after, you know, climbing Mount Everest. And after I climbed Mount Everest, um, somebody made a joke. Well, what was I going to do next? Run the Alaska night dinner ride. And I lived in California at the time, so that's not really, you know. But I started researching it and flying back and forth to Alaska and fell in love with running dogs. With this being the end of the school year and teachers and students have having persevered through such a challenging year, we are concentrating this episode on the topic of perseverance. We feel you are a great symbol of perseverance. Let's start off with persevering through your rare disease. You have Wagner's granulotomosis. Can you talk to us about what this disease is and how you're going to bring awareness to this rare disease? So the disease is very strange, but my version of it is basically my immune system is trying to destroy my blood vessels. So you can imagine that's not a very good thing. Um, I forgot there was a second part to the question. What was it? How do you bring awareness to this disease? Oh, okay. So what I did, because it took me 14 years of seeing doctors before I finally got diagnosed and got treatment. So I said, I've got to do something to help people get diagnosed faster because it's a fatal disease. And unfortunately, a lot of people... Um, will pass away before they're actually diagnosed. So what I did was I held the banner for the National Organization of Rare Disorders on the summit of Everest. And then after that, I held it at the finish line of the Iditarod. So I used the media coverage to help get the word out that, hey, there's this organization out there to help people when they get the I don't know from the doctors to contact the National Organization of Rare Disorders, who can direct them to what I call the I don't know doctors to help them get diagnosed quickly. In 2010, you summoned the highest mountain in the world, Mount Everest. Talk to us about some obstacles you had to persevere through during this climb. Pretty much everything. It took 54 days of living on the mountain. Um, so just, just, the elements and living at 18,000 feet or higher um, were difficult. Then we were trapped by a cyclone that came in, and we didn't think we were even going to get to go for the summit. And a short weather window opened up, and we said, well, we don't know how far we're going to get, but we're just going to try. And we took it literally minute by minute and kept kept going for the summit, and we actually made it, and made it back down safely, which is the ultimate goal. 
As you're summiting Mount Everest, you got right into the dog machine. How does someone who lives in California practice to run the Iditarod? Well, I taught at a university, so I would take all my university breaks or long weekends, and I would fly to Alaska, and I would train and race and learn to run dogs. Then I'd fly home and teach, and then I'd come back on the next break, and so I just kept going back and forth. In 2013, you broke your pelvis in the Iditarod. In 2014, you were injured again during the Iditarod. And then, in 2015, you finished your first Iditarod. Talk about perseverance. A lot of people have just given up. What kept you going for the Iditarod finish? <laughs> ah, that's an interesting question. Um, I, I'm stubborn and tenacious, and I really loved running dogs and being out there in the Alaskan wilderness is so amazing to me to be able to do that. And so I figured just, um, you know, third time's a charm and it, it worked out. And your teacher was there when I crossed the finish line. Also in 2015, you won the Red Lantern Award, the symbol of perseverance. How do you feel about winning that famous award? I am very, very proud of that trophy. In 2015, we had an extremely severe weather year in the Iditarod, and I think 20 mushers scratched from the race that year due to extreme blizzards, extreme cold. And I said, you know what? I'm, I'm just, I can deal with this. I was prepared. That's the key is being prepared to give me the tools that I could literally weather the storms, take good care of the dogs, and ultimately I made it to the finish line in 12 and a half days. So I'm very, very proud of that trophy. After taking a year off, you were back to the Iditarod in 2017. Again, you won the Red Lantern Award. This time, though, you were the fastest Red Lantern finisher in history. Talk to us about this race. 2017, yes. Yeah. So um, we had a little bit easier weather year, so I was able to move a little bit faster. But I, I really don't track that. To me, I just run the run that's in front of me. I look at how my dogs are doing. I look at the trail conditions, and I just do that one run. And after I put together all the runs, I had no idea, but I actually beat the fastest Red Lantern time by, I think it was more than a day. So I just went day by day. I only mean, run by run. I didn't even go day by day. Run by run and just did the best my dogs could do and, and just, it worked out. What inspired you to push through some of those difficult moments? Oh, just, just, I just broke it down into the elements of whether it was those five seconds or those 10 feet or those that run, like I said, and I just kept on doing it. So if, if a day was too long, a run was too long, five miles was too long, I'd break it down into how am I going to get these five feet. And that's literally the most powerful thing you can do. Just break it down into the what do I need to do right now, and then I'll deal with the next section when I get to it. And that's really the strength in persevering. What advice would you give kids that maybe have decided to go after big goals and dreams because they have an illness, disease, or injury? 
again, just along that same vein, you, you, you've got a big picture. So there's a mountain summit or a finish line or a goal of some kind. So you always have that in mind, but you really have to take it chunk by chunk, just take it bit by bit. So you don't overwhelm yourself and you get little victories every time you can finish one of those little bits that gets you closer to the goal. It's a victory. And so just the big picture's there, but you really have to focus on the little stuff. You no longer have been running the Iditarod. Do you stay, still stay involved in sled dogs? Oh, sure, yeah. We run the, we're, 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 we're running the dogs um, again this weekend because it's a little warm, so we gave them a break. But um, Jessie Royer, she ran the Iditarod this year. Um, she was staying at the kennel, so we helped her. But no, I take the dogs out all the time. Do we, they, the dogs need to run. They love to run. Um, it's what they're born to do. So, it, yeah, no, we still keep running the dogs, even though I'm retired from actually running the 1,000-mile race. This next segment of our show we call Musher Mashup. We are going to give you events from one specific year, and you are going to try and guess what year it is. Are you ready? Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll try. The president was Barack Obama. The number one song was Uptown Funk by Bruno Mars. The Kansas City Royals were the World Series champs. The number one movie was Star Wars, The Force Awakens. And the I Did Red champion was Dallas CB. Do you know the year? Oh, my goodness. Hang on, hang on. No. 2014. I don't know. No, you're really close. It was 2015. Oh. Thank you for thank you so much for being on our shows today, Cindy. You're welcome. Special thanks to our guest, Sydney Abbott, for being on our show this week. If you enjoyed this episode, please stop by iTunes and leave us a review. It helps us with our ratings. Also, if you have any questions, comments, or people you would like to hear on the show, email us at huskytalk1 at, at gmail.com. We would also like to give credit to Hobo Jim for our theme song, the I Did Around Trail song. And now enjoy a clip from the number one song of 2015, Uptown Funk by Bruno Mars. Oh, and we will be back next year in season five and a whole new crew of hosts. Woo!